It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Daily with the Joes and Aaron Hawksworth. Presented by BetMGM. On the BetQL Network. Welcome back. BetQL Daily right here on the BetQL Network. Presented, as always, by BetMGM. A lot more NFL to get to. We'll have uh, Joe and Paul run through their contest picks about an hour from now. Lightning bets at 1140 Eastern. But right now, let's dive into some college. It's a big weekend after maybe the biggest weekend that changed the landscape of the season. Pam Maldonado, betting analyst of Yahoo Sportsbook and the Stack of Stats podcast, joining us right now on the GetMyPhoenix.com guest line. The Phoenix, a revolutionary technology helping men all across America get back to their best. The bedroom visit, GetMyPhoenix.com to learn more. Pam, welcome back to the show. Before we get to this week's games, just a, a big picture thought. Before, you, before we got back from the break, you were kind of talking about the, the big picture landscape, the playoff. We had a debate earlier this week on Monday. The idea of potentially three SEC teams in the college football playoff. Do you think it is likely possible? Because there is a path where, you know, one of those three teams doesn't make the SEC title game, right? They all can't. But then they still get in because they're at top of the rankings. What do you think of that? Alabama, Georgia, Tennessee, could they all end up in the Final Four? Could they? Absolutely. Because whoever makes the decision for who we're going to see in the playoff, ultimately they have the last say. And if they think that a one-loss team is better than an undefeated team, we've seen it year in and year out. So would they want to see Georgia and Alabama and Tennessee and whoever else? Sure. Do I want to see it? No. I think it is time for some new blood. I think college football this season has been pretty exciting because we're not seeing that dominant force that we're used to seeing from even somebody like a Georgia and from Alabama, they're vulnerable in some spots on either it's on defense, either it's on offense. They have vulnerabilities, and I am so open to seeing a new uh, four-team playoff between teams that we haven't seen in contention before. I'm ready to see a new national title. So, uh, team, let's bring it on to some of these other teams that aren't getting recognition and probably should. Pretty good slate. Not as uh, strong as last week, but we'll see how it plays out. What about, uh, let's go under the lights on Saturday. Kansas State, TCU, fun matchup. What do you like? I love the underdog, Kansas State. I rarely make college football bets early in the week. I like to see what happens with the line. Maybe there's some injury news. Maybe the weather's a, a factor. Monday morning, I saw this line, grabbed it instantly, K-State plus four and a half. I took the money line plus 170. Didn't even sprinkle. I was like, yep, this is it. This is what I want to take. <laughs> I loved K-State preseason. I loved K-State every week so far this year. I'm loving them in this matchup because TCU, they've been a little bit lucky here in the last couple of games. They've had a couple of wins, but it was against Oklahoma State and it was against Kansas. They struggled against both TCU. They gave up 140 rushing yards to OK State, another 190 to Kansas. But aside from giving up yardage, TCU won 43-40 to Oklahoma State, but they were down 30-16 to 16 after the third quarter. And the only reason why Max Duggan, the quarterback, and TCU was able to bring come back into this game and sneak out a win was because the secondary for the Oklahoma State Cowboys is one of the worst in the FBS, bottom 10 against the pass. They're not going to have that luxury against K-State. 
K-State's defense has always been the strength of this team, but now they actually have an offense to contend with Adrian Martinez. He's I love Adrian Martinez with K-State. It was everything that we saw from him producing Nebraska. He's now uh, has doing that and more, 546 rushing yards, nine ground scores. But now you pair him up with the running back and Deuce Vaughn. He's a 5'6 bulldozer. He has at least 115 rushing yards in three FBS games. Tie in that type of offense with already having a solidified defense that is top 15 in interception percentage. TCU has three turnovers in the last two games. K-State's top 15 in takeaways. I guarantee that's going to come into play at some point during this matchup. All right, let's stay in the Big 12. Texas, a team you know a thing or two about. And I know you love dogs at Oklahoma State. So uh, which side are you on here? I do love underdogs, but I don't love Oklahoma State in this matchup. I'm le- I'm looking at this objectively, and I would lean. I never bet honor against my team, so let me first start off with that. But if I had to absolutely lay money with something, somebody, it's going to be with Texas minus six and a half on the road. I'm not worried about that six and a half because the line did open at four and a half. But there's a lot of question marks right now with Oklahoma State's quarterback and Spencer Sanders. He did play against TCU with a shoulder injury. There's a question as to whether we're even going to see him in this matchup. Whether Sanders does play or not, I've been impressed with this Texas defense. And that's not something that I've been able to say year in and year out. Last year we saw it. This year... Early on, we saw it against Bryce Young in Alabama in a 20-19 loss against as 20-point underdogs. They have held that consistency of strength in a defense through each game. And now that they have Quinn Ewers back at behind center, he's healthy. He has yet to throw for over 300 yards, but he's accurate. He has 68% completion. He has only two interceptions, and he is behind a really good offensive line. So I do like K-State in this spot. I mean, sorry, Texas in this spot. Um, The big question mark is just whether Spencer Sanders for Oklahoma State is going to play or not. A game I'm interested in this weekend is Minnesota traveling to Penn State. Penn State got rocked against Michigan last weekend. It feels like potentially a bounce-back spot. It's a short number, though, four and a half. Do you think Penn State has a bounce-back against Minnesota, or is this the beginning of the slide for Penn State against Minnesota? There's two wagers that I like for this game, and it's laying the five with Penn State, or four, four and a half. Um, I've seen it at five already with some books, but I also like the total under 44 and a half because Minnesota's quarterback, Tanner Morgan, he didn't close out the last game. He left with a head injury, and I would actually be surprised if he does end up playing. Well, Tanner Morgan is such a huge part of this Minnesota offense. He has started every game the last three and a half seasons. It feels like Tanner Morgan has been in college football for a decade now. But the Mm -hmm. last time that he didn't was when he took over in mid-2018 season. And Minnesota's defense, why I like the under in this game is because Minnesota's defense, if Morgan does not play, they're still a really stout defense. This Minnesota hasn't, they haven't allowed more than 26 points, and that was against Illinois last week. But before that, they hadn't given up more than 20. And you have two run-heavy offenses, the Nittany Lions running backs, Nicholas Singleton, Katron Allen, coming off disappointing performances against Michigan. Neither rushed for more than 20 yards. This could be a huge bounce back bounce back spot for them as well and Minnesota's defense perhaps a little bit more susceptible a little bit top 30 against the run but did give up 220 last week to Illinois so I do like Penn State to cover and for the under just and for the total to stay under 
Love it. it. Yeah, it sounds like uh, Morgan is not going to be playing for that whiteout in prime time. Oh, boy, here comes the backup young quarterback. Uh, let, let's stay in the Big Ten, ten and uh, let's go to the early portion of the day. I know you uh, you like an angle in Indiana Rutgers. What is it? I like the total in this game um, more so. It The line opened – what's interesting is that this line opened at 45, and it is now, un, now up to 48. I like the under on this now that you're getting extra three points of value. But Hoosiers quarterback, Connor Bazalek, last week, I was on him to have a good game. He had his – the best production that he's had so far of the season, season high, 69% completion, three touchdowns, his second best QBR of the season. But the reason why I backed Indiana in that spot was because he was going up against a terrible defense in Maryland, bottom 30 secondary. This week is not going to be as forgiving. He faces Rutgers, who there's not much positive to say when it comes when you're talking about Rutgers, but Rutgers defense is actually pretty stingy top 35 in passing defense. And it was CJ Stroud, who is a Heisman favorite right now for the quarterback for Ohio state. He had his worst production of the season against a Rutgers secondary, 154 passing, only 59% completion. He had two touchdowns, which typically for most quarterbacks, that's really great. But Stroud actually averages four per game, and he threw one interception. This Rutgers defense is pretty good. It is pretty stout. They are slow-paced on offense. They don't really do the uh, bottom 20 in yards per play. They don't put up many points, so I love the under on Rutgers being strong defense, lackluster offense. Give me the under on 48. Awesome. I wanted to circle back to the Big 12. I know you mentioned you like K-State money line. If they win, do you think that Kansas State can run the table to the Big 12 title? Absolutely. This was one of the uh, preseason features that I made. It was at 12 to 1 preseason. Right now, you're still getting four and a half to one. There is still value on that, I strongly believe, because I think Texas right now is the favorites, and rightfully so. They have a good quarterback, and I already talked about their defense. But then they also, they're the fourth favorites right now. If they can get through TCU, their schedule is pretty light the rest of the way. I could totally envision a scenario where you see Texas and K State in the Big 12 title game. Pam, on the college football playoff, the, the Big 12, you're kind of roping it all together. Clemson this weekend is playing Syracuse. Clemson right now, if you look at the odds to make the college football playoff, the favorite is Georgia, Ohio State is second, then Clemson, then Alabama. Tennessee's actually 3-1 to one to even make the playoff. We talked about the idea of that happening. What do you think about Clemson against Syracuse this weekend? And then if Clemson slips up, who's that team? Like, who are you looking at that could make the playoff? Outside of Tennessee, let, let's remove that because we talked about the three SEC teams. Is it a Pac-12 team? Is it an, a Big 12 team? Like, where is that fourth playoff team coming from? Because I, I think it's open this even this deep into the season. I think it's entirely open. I'm not impressed. I said this last year, and it bit me in the ass. I wasn't impressed with Georgia then, but I'm definitely not impressed with Georgia now because this defense has definitely fallen off. Um, they're like bottom five in pass rush. They don't have any. They put zero pressure on quarterbacks. That's going to come into play once you start getting here deep into the season, especially postseason. Ohio State is the one team that I definitely have confidence in with C.J. Stroud, who can contend in the playoff and potentially win. Clemson has been the team for me, though, from start to finish. And yes, I would expect them to get through Syracuse. I'm not sure if they're going to cover this 13-point spread, but I do love Clemson. D.J. Uh, always butcher his name. I have to say it's like, Uwe Ungalele. There we go. Nailed it. 
<laughs> DJ has been a fantastic quarterback this season. He's really improved now compared to then because he slimmed down. And now he's you're seeing him become more of a mobile quarterback. He's hitting more of his spots. He's more accurate. Um, this defense, they had a lot of injuries here in the last few games. They're getting a lot of production back into play. This is a very stout defense. So I really love Clemson here to maybe to not only make the playoff – it is only minus money at minus 110. I wouldn't necessarily pay that, but I would play for Clemson to win the national title. As far as teams that could sneak into the playoff, UCLA, Dorian Thompson-Robinson is one of those players. He's doing really well. If you have a couple of one-loss teams, which one are you going to be looking at? Ole Miss is also up there. Um, Michigan is also up there. I don't expect them to get through Ohio State. I mean, back-to-back seasons, that would just, like, wreck the world. But there's a lot of potential teams here. Tennessee, you mentioned, is one of them. I'm not yet convinced on Tennessee. They still have to get through Georgia, and they play at Georgia here in a few weeks. So we're going to see what happens with that situation. But if I had to pick one futures right now, for me, it would be Clemson. Get through Syracuse. Their schedule is easy from here on out. They'll be undefeated. They'll be in the playoff. I like the defense, and I love definitely what DJ is doing on offense. You mentioned K-State, ATS, and Moneyline earlier. Any other underdogs you think are live or any other games you want to discuss? Ooh, West Virginia, uh, plus seven at Texas Tech. That would probably be one that I'd be looking at at the moment. Um, Texas Tech's defense is probably better on paper than they actually are. They're coming off back-to-back games facing run-heavy offenses in K-State and Oklahoma State. Well, now West Virginia, JT Daniels, he's actually pretty good. Um, And then Texas Tech's defense, they gave up 30 and 37 points to Houston and Texas. They allowed Hudson Card to go 21 of 27. West Virginia secondary is definitely hot garbage, but Texas Tech quarterback Donovan Smith, he could potentially have a really great game here. I was wanting to look at the total, um, but the line opened at 69 and it's now at 65 and a half because weather could potentially be an issue. That's the only reason why I'm staying off of West Virginia um, potentially, but I'd be looking at that. Kansas plus 10. I'm liking all of the underdogs in the Big 12 this week. <laughs> and Kansas mm. plus 10. I am super impressed. I loved Jalen Daniels. So when he went out with injury, I was super depressed here for a quick second. But then quarter, backup quarterback Jason Bean, he has two eight touchdowns, three interceptions. In his two games that he has played, he's throwing for 10 yards per pass attempt and 16 yards per catch. I mean, that is just – he is a, he's been a really good substitute for having Jalen Daniels. And he himself is a little bit of a runner. So this line is now at 10 at Baylor. Baylor just let West Virginia JT Daniels. He throw for 7.6 average. He gave up 400 total yards to Oklahoma State. And so I really like Kansas here to as the sneaky underdogs covering the 10-point spread on the road. We've got about a minute left. I know you also have a play in the Northwestern Maryland game. And then if you want to sneak in your favorite uh, NFL play as well, I'll, I'll be greedy with a double question. Northwestern as uh, 14 point underdogs to Maryland. I love uh, the Terrapins quarterback in Talia Tungavaloa, but he is a game time decision right now coming with coming off of a knee injury. But this secondary, even whether he plays or not, this is of course, that's going to largely matter, but Maryland's defense, I faded them last week and I want to fade them again this week because this secondary, like just bring out the dump trucks because they are hot trash bottom 20 against the pass. They allowed over seven yards per pass to Indiana and Northwestern. 
go figure. All they do is pass. Quarterback Ryan Helinski, he's not very great. He has six touchdowns, six interceptions, but he did beat Nebraska for his second best showing of the season. He had over 300 yards passing. He had over 400 against Duke in an eight-point loss. They lost five games straight since, and his passing yardage has declined. But they did face Penn State in horrendous rain, and then you got Wisconsin, who ran for a bajillion yards. So I think it's just level of competition is making him look a little worse than he actually is. So I like Northwestern to cover the 14 on the road at Maryland. As far as NFL, I don't know if I have a favorite as of yet. That would um, I'm leaning right now to backing the Falcons, <laughs> and they're six and zero against the spread. I love what Mar- Marcus Mariota is doing with the ground game. He has been a mobile quarterback. He's reminding me of his days back in Oregon. And that's just, it's really remarkable to see what uh, this offense is doing. And the Bengals right now, you have Joe Burrow who likes to sling it. Well, when you're pass heavy, the Falcons are actually top five in takeaways. So that could also come into play this week. Joe G. Muted, Joe G. (laughs) Muted. Appreciate it, Pam. I was, say, I, I was like, okay, nobody is just like silence. No, good stuff. Get, my Phoenix, get at myphoenix.com guest line. Pam, we'll catch up again next week. On the other side, we'll dive back to the NFL right here on the Becky Wall Network.